0: I'm Annette of Arab Africa Coaching, and you are listening to Coffee and Stars Podcast, a platform for candid and unconventional narratives about the place of the young African woman in society. In this episode, I speak to Mamiadra Thompson, whom I have known for close to a decade. She is the founder of Savvy Securities and Savvy Women's Network. Before this she was the head of fixed income trading at a bank in Ghana. Mamiadra is passionate about women in finance and innovation. Mamiadra, I am excited to have you on the show today. So Mamiadra and I share an interesting story. We attended the same high school and people tend to think of us as likes. So when she got into trouble, they came for me. Um... <laughs> I am very delighted that we have Mamiajwa here. And I think that we may be semi twins because we twin in many ways than one our convictions, faith, and strength of character. I am very happy, my dear Mamiyajwa, to have you on this call. And please come on, introduce yourself, and tell our cherished audiences about your interests. Okay, so Mamiya, please unmute and let's start this. Hello, Araba, can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can hear you. How are you this Sunday afternoon? Ah, uh, I'm doing very well by grace. Thank you so much
1: um, for this opportunity to engage with you and to engage with your audience as well. Um, I will, I'll, I'll have to apologize for my voice this afternoon. <laughs> I'm struggling with a small cough, but yeah, we'll have an interesting conversation and I hope to inspire, I hope to encourage someone out there that she can do whatever she puts her mind to. So it's an honor and it's a, it's a privilege to be on the call with you today,
0: Arabah. Araba all right thank you very much i think you sound just fine and so please tell our audiences about your interest and why you got into trouble and they came for me <laughs> but
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to send me to my my high school days okay i think i think in high school we looked alike a bit and i i used to get into a lot of trouble I was very aggressive all over the place, always looking for trouble. I think we looked alike, so that's why they always and then I, I think our araba and Ajua kind of sounded alike to them. I have no idea why,
0: <laughs> but even now, I think we still have a little of resemblance yeah. Yeah. Some point. yes maybe so, we, should, uh, we should we should we should have a look into our
1: DNAs. who knows maybe we are related. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. So tell us about your interests. What are the things that interest you?
1: Okay, so I'll, I'll just start by introducing myself. Uh, tell your audience who Mamiadra is. Okay, so I'm a mother of three lovely boys, Sedinam, Delasi, and Holali. My 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 life revolves around family. I'm, um, everything I do, I think about. God and Family First. I'm the founder of Service Securities, as you said um, initially in the intro. Um, I enjoy watching movies and I enjoy encouraging my friends. Anytime I'm called upon to speak at programs like this, gatherings like this, I spoken at a a lot of programs like this. I just find joy in encouraging others. And in my life being like an inspiration to other women out there.
0: So that's just a little bit about me, Araba. All right. So I I, I usually ask everybody that comes here that who are their role models. It could be it could it depends on how you define it because people tend to take it in different ways how they define their role models. But I like to ask people about who are the people who have had the most influence on your life? Who are the people that you look up to? So tell us about your role models, manager.
1: Okay, my role models are the first people I had contact with when I arrived on earth. Mm-hmm. That's my mother and my father. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, 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 I look up to them in different ways. So my father has always brought out the business uh, person out of me. He 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 was an interp- he is an entrepreneur through and through. He's a business-minded man and I've always wanted to be like him. He has had uh, the chance to build a lot of businesses across Africa. And so when you talk about my business intellect and my business-mindedness, I always look up to my dad for that. I look up to my mom for character and for the most important thing in my life, my relationship with God. She has been someone who has taught me about God and how to relate to Him. From prayer, to reading the Word, to emulating um, a Christ-like behavior, to building character. The character of strength, persistence, determination, and patience. So these two people have been my role models Um since I started uh, life on earth, as I've grown up, I've also met people along the way that I still look up to. Um, my 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 boss, <clears throat> sorry, my boss from GT Bank, Georgia Powell. I don't know if he knows this, but he has taught me a lot of things, and I still look up to him and i and then when i started my business service securities my role model has been michael bloomberg i always look at um building the business service securities to be like bloomberg in the future because in my view he has built a business a value-driven business a business that people people find so valuable and has impacted the lives of so many people across the globe. So I want to build a business like Bloomberg in the future. So these people have been my role models uh, growing up. And I'm discovering more and more every day as I move. Araba.
0: All right. Thank you very much. I'm already enjoying this conversation. I I like the way you sound and the kind of messaging that you are sharing with us today. I particularly... Um, have gotten a lot of sense of um, business and I think that I want to come to you for (laughs) (laughs) advice on business because I'm beginning to get the sense that you have a lot of idea around business and entrepreneurship and all that. So that dovetails um, very good into the next question that I have for you, because I know that you had left your job at the bank to start your business, Servi Securities, and you have started on this journey as an entrepreneur for a number of years. You will tell us that, and so I want us to. I want you to walk us through what got you there, what got you on the entrepreneurship boat. So take it away.
1: All right, Araba, thank you. Um, coming into, into this call, I I really thought, those, thought that was one of the questions you were going to ask me first. So <laughs> here we are. What drove me to start my business? So I'll take you through the journey of my life. <clears throat> Maybe... We we'll start from the beginning. So, first of all, I'm the first of three children, and so leadership comes naturally to me. Growing up, I always found my, myself wanting to do things that people thought was difficult or unachievable. It kind of gave me a sense of challenge and accomplishment. So when, when I was going to um SS you know, many ladies shy away from elective maths. I will embrace it. When I was going to the university, many women shy away from courses like mathematics, statistics, engineering. I, I will embrace it. So I read mathematics in no other university but University of Choice <laughs> that people also thought was a very rigorous university um, to study at. So I always found myself wanting to do something that people found was difficult. The average person found was difficult. Um, coming out of the university, I was like any other graduate. I was looking for a job. I, at that stage of my life, I was not thinking about entrepreneurship, to be honest with you. Uh, one thing I would like your audience to know is that I'm an evolving person. Um, I'm discovering more and more about myself each and every day I spend on this M S. So I was looking like I was looking for a job like any other graduates will. But you know, I particularly wanted to work in a bank because people we all thought it was fancy, you know, wearing suits and all that. So I wanted to um work in a bank. So I was so excited when I got the opportunity to do my national service at Standard Chartered Bank. I was so elated, excited. I went in with so much energy. Um I was put in the consumer banking you know, or you say retail banking sector, and um, I was so happy about that. But when I got into the bank, I realized there was a there was a glass room of people um these these people signed into their office with their fingerprints. I mean, they, they had their breakfast built them, their lunch built them, and I was like I asked myself, who are these people? I want to know. Who these people are and what they do in the bank because all of us were not getting our breakfast wheel to us or our lunch wheel to us except these people so i was very curious about um what they did in the bank so i i i made it a point to find out so these people were um the global market session of the bank okay so they did the um, forex trading Fixed income securities. They did asset and liability management of the bank. It was called the Global Markets um, Group. And I, I I was really fascinated about it. So even though I was in the retail session, I started reading about forex trading, I started reading about fixed income securities, what are those, what are bonds, what are treasury bills, what are interest rates, what does inflation mean, you know, all those kind of things. So I was very excited about it. I, I, I tried so hard um to get through their um their 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 analyst they have an analyst program that you can get through to the into the bank but unfortunately I didn't make it so I got out of the bank and I started looking like for another job you know after national service and God being so good I found myself at an interview at GT Bank and I told the MD that I don't want to be anywhere else in the bank aside treasury and up till now that's the that's what he remembers me by He, he said I came into the bank knowing exactly what I wanted and which department I wanted to be. So, I mean, looking at my excitement, he just decided to give me a chance in, in Treasury. And, I mean, that has shaped my whole life up to, up until now. So, I was in GT Bank for about four or five years. I, my career was growing. I was doing well, you know. But as time went on, I found that... Uh, <laughs> This banking life is not for me. You know, a GT Bank GT Bank is a Nigerian bank. So if you've worked with a Nigerian before, you, you'll be able to testify that those people are aggressive, extra aggressive than Ghanaians, are um, they are resilient, everything is urgent, you know, they have a different mindset and a different way of doing things. So you you realize that uh, at the time I was in the band, from Monday to Friday, we were supposed to wear suits. And I found this so, like, restricting. I wanted to be free. And I thought maybe this was not the kind of environment for me. Sometimes as little as, you know, the way we were supposed to dress was having an effect or was affecting me. And so I, I started harboring the thought of, why don't I step out and do my own thing? I actually thought at that point that starting your own business or entrepreneurship was easier than, than, than working for someone, a <laughs> mistake. But as at that time, that is what I thought. I started harboring the thought. I started reading about um, things to put in place to start your business and all that. So um, when I thought it was time, I decided to step out of the bank and then use what I had learned to start a business. So so that 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 is that is my story to entrepreneurship. And even though I'm an entrepreneur now, each and every day I'm getting different ideas, I'm I'm, I'm learning a lot of things about the business environment, about people especially how to make the life of um, people better through entrepreneurship. And I'm learning so much. So I uh, remember this is my journey from you know when I was a child to being an entrepreneur.
0: All right. Thank you so much for sharing that. That gives a lot of context. And congratulations for stepping out to do that which brings you joy and happiness. But most of the time when you speak to people, so so now you are in the minority, because a lot of people, um, when they want to go out and do the things that they truly love or believe in, that the thing that would take them closer to the dreams that they have, people tend to face one thing. That one thing is called fear. It shows up in different ways um, and people have it around different things. It could be most people, it's about the unknown, whether whatever they are going to do is going to succeed, it's about finances, it's about family, it's about... Um, societal pressures, what people will think about them. It's about judgment, it's about stereotypes, it's about so many things. I mean, we can all finish them now. But people tend to um, feel this block or barrier um because of fear of different things and so i want to ask you how were you able to overcome your fears how were you able to dip your feet in the waters not knowing what to expect or that so how were you able to overcome your fears thank you araba i get this question a
1: lot and and me stepping out to to start my own business or me stepping out to do what i thought or what I believed in did not mean that I was superhuman. I was so afraid, <clears throat> I had fear. As at the time I was stepping out to start my own business, I had a child, I had my first child. And I had so much fear about um, what, what was going to happen, um, what if I don't succeed, how am I going to take care of my child? Um, what's it going to be like for me as I am a woman? You know, I had a, I had so many questions and I had so many fears. So I agree with you, and um, I, I, I I experienced it. But one thing that made me, that gave me the courage, or one thing that gave me the 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 um, ability to know that whatever is at the other side will succeed, was my deep trust in God. Don't let us get it twisted. I, I, I prayed so much about it. I was afraid, but I, I also, I also know what God has said about me in His Word, that I will be the head and not the tail. I should trust in Him, no matter where I find myself. He has plans for me, plans to prosper me, and give me a hope. And plans not to bring me to harm. So, these were the words that kept ringing in my mind, kept ringing in my mind, and that gave me the courage to actually step out there to do my own thing. Not not to forget, I also had a very good support system. My my I okay. So my my parents, my family, my husband, especially also also, also chipped in and also gave me that kind of support that I needed to, to, to be able to thrive or to be able to make that decision. So thanks to God and then thanks to my support system as well. So, you know, many of us face fears and, um, you know, our spirituality have, has to come in at that point and also our belief in what we are going to do or what we seek to achieve. Before you make um, any major decision like that, you need to assess your life's purpose. You know, that's also a very important thing that um, we need to take time off our busy schedules to, to kind of do. You need to reflect on your life and you need to assess what your life's purpose is. And there's no better way than doing that Um there's no better way of doing that than talking to your creator and he will show you the way. So basically how did I overcome my fear, my trust in God and my support system? Arabah.
0: All right. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm, I'm thinking of which one to go for first, whether I should go for the life purpose, which is the life blood and then water, everything of this <laughs> that I do or to go for God which is also like my everything. I don't know which which one to go now because I'm I'm okay so I will choose the aspects of God. I think that you raise an important um topic of trust in God because for all of us whether whatever no matter what our religion is, I think that we believe in a higher force that is supporting um, our life, that is supporting us to be able to exist in this world and thrive and move about and know that we can wake up and walk and not fall and all that. We have trust to be able to do so many things, but we tend to think that the trust cannot apply to certain areas and for me i think that one of the areas that i i particularly saw when i was in the university was i was like okay god i trust you to help me with my studies i trust you to help me with every other thing but when it comes to relationship let me choose whoever i want to choose because i'm not (laughs) sure you can really (laughs) Ah. i'm not you know like I'm not yeah. sure you really understand this aspect. So you know what? Let me deal with this one on by myself because, like, I have also grown up um, in a family where um, we believe in God. We are trained to believe in God and put your complete trust in God. But then um, I, I was able to—I don't know how I came by that thought—but I was able to say, "Okay, if all these things, I trust." You to handle for me and by this area no and i think that we tend to do a lot of that that when we there are some aspects that we think okay no god i'm not sure. or sometimes we think we pray and say okay i'm not feeling well i trust that god will do this will heal me we are able to depend totally on god for that but then we maybe when we are going to do something or take a bold step Suddenly, we think that um, we don't trust God. We think that oh, this God might might do something funny or this God might might want something else for me. Or, But meanwhile, the word of God tells us that God has good plans for us. And so if we believe and trust that God is able to do certain things for us that we trust then we know that he's a holistic God who takes care of all aspects of our lives and this one that is extremely important to us you also do the issue of life purpose and I talk about it a lot and I Mm -hmm. think that it's a good topic to bring up because people people um we just get into the motion and especially especially for those of us um someone said, you all look alike, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so she always got into trouble and they came for me. <laughs> <laughs> so um your life purpose, like some of us, we just get you know how you said when I finished university, uh when you finished university you were like any ordinary person, you just went and looked for a job. I also did the same. And for some people, they get stuck in that um, cycle for 10, 20 years because they think, okay, there are no opportunities. This is what I found. I should just do it. And you don't even sit to ask yourself, Why am I here? What are my gifts? What's what 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 is the drawing on the wall? Like <laughs> what mm. is my life mm. telling me? How can I make an impact? Who can I support? What are my gifts? How can I use it in a way that serves others? And this conversation, I'm not sure we can complete it, but it's a good topic to bring up. I want to talk about women in leadership. We know that Mm -hmm. as women, we still deal with many barriers and obstacles to advance our careers and to have opportunities Mm -hmm. to lead. What do you think is required to make a change in the area of women in leadership?
1: Okay, thank you, Araba. Thank you so much for this question. Um <clears throat> because of what where I've found myself, I've I've experienced so many things and I think this topic is something that I tried as much as possible to talk about um on any platform that I'm I am given. Okay. Women in leadership. I think society um has been built on the on the on the premises that women always have to take the secondary um place or women always have to be in the background you know I, anytime i say this i remember this uh, saying that behind a, every successful man there's a there's a woman you know that 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 is how the society has made it to be, that women should always be in the background. But, you know, progress has been made over the years and women are speaking up for themselves and even some good men out there speaking and advocating for women. But I believe that for women to to, to be at the forefront or for women to find themselves in leadership positions, we ourselves as women must believe that we can, okay? We must believe that, uh, we have what it takes. you know every time I've because I've, I've, I've found myself in a CEO position, I've sat on a lot of interview panels and you'll find that the, the the women are more um, less aggressive when it comes to negotiation of their of their salaries. but you find the men oh so confident about it. Women need to learn how to speak up for themselves. They need to learn how to advocate for themselves. They need to learn how to to say, this is what I I deserve and this is what I am going for, okay? So as women, we need to take any opportunity that comes our way and we need to first believe in ourselves, okay? So I say to any woman who comes my way or I say to any lady who comes my way believe in yourself wherever you find yourself believe that you can do it and then take it one step at a time okay and don't 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 downplay women have a have a have a you know have a way of downplaying themselves every time apologizing before they speak you know i'm sorry but i don't know if this makes sense but you know before you even make your point, you have shot yourself in the foot you understand uh, about what I'm, I'm I'm talking about so yes I I do mean, women women need to believe in i think that is the one of the problems we face yeah society has been built like up like women must take the back seats and women must be in the background and everything but it has it's changing nowadays so as women ourselves we need to believe in ourselves and then we need to Speak up for ourselves, advocate for ourselves, tell people that we can do it. You know, even though we have peculiar, peculiar um, challenges that men, we shouldn't make that an excuse and then uh, <laughs> fly on that and always be the second person to be thought about or the person in the background. No, 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 no. We must, we must take the bull, bulls by the horn, and then do what we must do to make sure that we find. 80% of women in parliament one day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 We must, we, must, we, must, we must push and we must begin to speak up wherever we find ourselves. Never be afraid. If you are a woman out there, you are listening to me. My story is, 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 is more than inspiration to anyone out there. Look, you can do it. It's something you can do. Whatever you want to do, whatever your aspirations are, speak up. And and then I found that whenever there's an opening or there's an opportunity, women are afraid to step up. Speak up, step up, speak up, and then step up. And then when you have stepped up, prove to the world that, you know, they never
0: made a mistake of putting you there. Okay. Thank you very much. I'm hearing a lot of um, women must believe in themselves. And how I interpret it is that I think that you are saying a lot more also about investing in themselves because I think that we have gotten to a point where um, there is a need for, for an equal playing field, especially in the area of leadership. And I think that women themselves... Um, need to make that investment in in themselves and begin to believe that this is something that they want to do. How I talk about it is that there is an opportunity cost for of women not being in leadership. There's an opportunity cost of women not not achieving their full potential because if only a few um, percentage of the population are contributing and the full number is not contributing, then there is a deficit. So it makes sense for the whole society for women to also contribute. Another thing that you are talking about here is imposter syndrome, because you said that at interviews, women don't maybe negotiate or women don't speak up or... Several women are afraid to step up and say, "I can do it." Most times, I I think that women might they have the training, they have the capacity, they can do things, but it's a lot of things about judgments, about stereotypes, and um, that makes them even about self doubt. That makes them feel like. <laughs> this is something, they may not be able to do something, yeah, <laughs> they may not be able to do something if they step up. And I I had something interesting, I think about two years ago about, um, even when there are job openings, if they are asking for five years and the woman maybe has four or four, close to five years, they may not apply. But a man who is even having two years or three years, Sometimes just applies for the position they may get. Women feel like they need to do over and above to be able to do something. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes, Araba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Point on that. You know, it's actually true that women feel like they need to do over and beyond to be able to get Positions that they overqualify for, um, and all that. Even when when you even look at, <clears throat> sorry, some women in leadership positions have what I've realized is some of them think they need to put up um, a front to be able to get the respect or be able to be defend, to be able to carry out their jobs. So you realize that um, women, maybe heads of treasuries in a bank or CEOs, you know, naturally, they are nice people, but when they get there, you realize that, mm, you know, she has to be firm, extra firm to be able to, you know, get the respect that she already deserves and all that. So, yeah, your your point on when you say that women think they need to do over and beyond to, 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 to get certain jobs and all that. So, I mean that's one of the things we need to work on and change in our own small spaces and and, 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 and try and change araba
0: mm-hmm. I think that you 've gone on another interesting tangent when it comes to leadership because also uh, the the thing you talk about putting up a front i I think that what the psychology of that is is that um, many People tend to look at leadership as um, a, male, a male domain, look at leadership as something that a man will do. And so when women go into leadership, there is the psychology of it that they need to be like a man to lead So that's another conversation. Yes, that's another. That's another thing that um, also accounts for the issue of putting up a front or acting a certain way because we tend to think that um, to be able to have the respect or to be able to uh, fit into the leadership role to be accepted as a leader, you need to dress like a man act like a man or do, but that's another conversation altogether. And I don't know if you'll be able to go through all of that in this <laughs> conversation. Yes, um, there is, I want to ask you about lessons you have learnt. Well, let me be honest. When I came into the conversation, I was going to ask you about lessons you've learnt running your business. But now I want to just ask you, lessons you've learned generally as a person. Mm.
1: Yeah, thank you Araba, lessons, lessons, lessons. Okay. One of the lessons I would like to talk about is the fact that business is built one step at a time. I started my entrepreneurship journey <clears throat> with so many hopes, ideas, you know, with so many expectations. You know, I need to, I need to be, um, I need to earn. My revenue has to get to one million dollars in six months, and the team needs to go to fifty in one year, and we have to get our own property after one year, and you know, so many, you know. Goals and targets, and <laughs> 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 I came in with so many goals, and God has taught me through experience that no, Mami Adra is one step at a time. You move from point A. To point B, from point B to point C. So you realize that when when you don't learn that lesson well or early, you become frustrated um, so soon in the journey or so soon in the game, if I may say. So one of the lessons I've learned is that business is built one step at a time. Take it one day at a time. And you know, looking back from the day I started business, that was about four years ago, I've realized that even though a lot of my expectations have not come to fruition, I am not at the point where I started. And that is the most important thing, that you are moving. You Mm -hmm. are moving Uh uh-huh but don't beat yourself up if you are not a fortune hundred company in three years of operation (laughs) (laughs) your business is built one step at a time another lesson that not i've learned my throughout my whole life not only in business uh, my life as a mother my life as a as a friend my life as a as a sister you know that patience And persistence is is something that um, we all need to incorporate in our characters, okay? We need to be patient. When we are dealing with people, um, as a leader, you come across people with so many different personalities, people with different personalities, different mindsets, you know, different characters. You need to be able to... um, relate to each and every one of them according to their characters and their personalities. Sometimes we overlook that fact and it's one of the the, 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 um, characters that you need to be a successful leader. You need to be able to relate to people in a way that they need to be related to, to be able to make an impact in their lives. So, I mean, these are the two lessons I think I I will speak about today because it's it's about lessons. I think I can go on and on for, like, uh, uh, three hours. But I want your audience to take away two things. That business, anybody who has um, aspirations to be an entrepreneur and anybody who is already an entrepreneur, that business is built one step at a time, one building block, at a time. And this is so important to me because it almost made me give up. Mm. And so anywhere I go, I, I, I emphasize the fact that taking one day at a time, one step, then, you know, it, it, it can become very hectic and very um, stressful. So that lesson mm-hmm. you need to have at the back of your mind every day that it takes one step at a time and then you need patience, persistence and determination that okay this plan didn't work out, let me sit down, let me reassess let me let me see where I went wrong, okay let me take it again let's do it this way patience, persistence and determination, it will get you to the point where
0: you need to get to Arama yes Yes, yes, yes. Patience, persistence, and determination will get you to the point where you need to get to. So now we are beginning to round up on our conversation because we try to keep it short and sweet here on Coffee and Stars podcast. So I want to um, invite our audiences to begin to type in their questions. If they have any questions, any contributions, any comments, if there's anything you want to add to the conversation as we've been talking to Mia here about her journey on, on entrepreneurship and becoming a business owner. So, Mami Adwa, I want to find out because your young self and in the intro I had said that we share a lot in common, particularly regarding strength of character and many other things. Now, just to ask that, what kind of advice would would you give, not your own kind, what advice would you give to your younger self? Hmm. Wow. <laughs>
1: Okay, so, <clears throat> hmm, what advice will I give to my younger self? Okay, at the point where I told you <clears throat> that um, reassessing my life purpose when I found myself at GT Bank and I felt um, it, it, it was kind of a rattle, it was a... It was a place where I was stuck. I, f- I found myself like a circle in a square hole. Or is that, should I say square in a circle hole? Circular hole, or whatever it is. Um, I would advise my younger self to reassess my life's purpose way earlier in my life. I don't think I would have made certain mistakes or I would have um, wasted my time or my years on certain things. So one, we need to we need to have time, you know. I mean, finding your life's purpose is not a one day um, affair, neither is it a one week affair. But if you make it a conscious effort to think about your life, at least thirty minutes a day, I'm sure you will find out what you you are meant to do quickly, way quickly than some of us um, did, and. Less, I mean, the advice I'll give to my younger selves is in the lessons I've spoken about. Patience, patience. Growing up, I was kind of a very quick-tempered person. I would, I would always react before um, I would, I would, I would think through what I have said or what I have done. And experience or God has taught me throughout the years that patience will save me a lot of trouble, will save me a lot of time. And so, one of the advices I'll give myself is to be patient. Look at every situation, I mean, as it happens. Be calm. Think through it. Because when you're angry, you cannot think straight through situations. And it will cost you. So, be calm. Think about the situation. If you think you cannot be calm at that particular moment, walk away. Find a quiet space. Calm down come back to the situation now speak to it with a calm attitude or with a calm uh, with a calmer head so i would advise myself to be patient patience
0: all right thank you so much for sharing with us Mamia today on coffee and stars podcast i've truly enjoyed the conversation and i think all the people who have joined this conversation today and have put their comments and those of you who have also listened up to now. Mamiadra, I sincerely appreciate your time this evening and I also have learned so much from you, from what you have shared about taking time to actually reflect on your life's purpose. One of the quotes that I like to share and I'll paraphrase, will is about is something that Oprah says that our only job in this world is to find out early in life what we are meant to do and begin to do it. And so I have enjoyed so much what you have shared, the inspiration you have shared regarding business, that business is built one step at a time and as far as you are moving, you should keep your head high and begin to work on it. Also, you have talked to us about women and women investing in themselves, that imposter syndrome, which affects a lot of people and not just women, is something that we need to also pay attention to. You also mentioned about trust in God, which is a good conversation to have. And I want to thank you so much for sharing with us here on Coffee and Stars podcast I believe that I will engage with you more and more as we go on onto this journey. I know this is not the last of the conversations we will have here on this podcast. Thank you so much. Have a lovely evening. I appreciate all of you. Live beautifully. Cheers.